started talking this morning, and I know we just have a few moments this evening, and I, I will send, uh, you can talk to me or Caitlin or David or whomever, we, can, we will see to it that you get the slides, send me, your, send me a text, and I will uh, send you a copy of the PowerPoint. And if you send me your email address, I will definitely send them to you. You can use them, look at them, have them. <clears throat> we were talking about proclaiming the word because we know that there are Muslims, there are millions today that chant or pray five times a day before the sun rises. And uh, they go, they get up in the morning and I have been in Muslim countries and, and heard uh, the call to prayer and it's a little odd, it's a little, uh, you know, it takes you aback a little bit and yet uh, they don't mind chanting, they don't mind praying and they, you know, begin by saying there's no God but Allah and, and uh, Muhammad is his prophet and then they go into a prayer. Usually they bow and I, I'm not being critical of it. I'm saying how much more should we who know the Lord feel okay about grabbing a verse, having a verse, putting it on the mirror at the bathroom, quoting it, memorizing it, and uh, quoting it several times a day and what for whatever uh, those uh, things are and the Bible talks about you know the the word and the spirit being together and we we talked about uh, proclaiming the word uh, and whenever because the word creates and maintains and abolishes and it can abolish negative thinking and we looked at those verses this morning and when you feel over and I know, as I mentioned, I know Sister Vicki Gastineau began to, uh, her testimony one time was that praying, you know, I shall live and not die. And those, the Lord quickened that. And if you understand that, uh, it's called a living word. As you are listening to the Bible or reading the Bible, uh, the Greek is rhema, a rhema word. You feel a word all of a sudden in your spirit and in your heart and mind, you grab that word and you say it over and over and over again. And that's what I know those of you who've lived for God and know what that's like, but it's that sense of proclaiming the word. And when you need protection, there are verses that we talked about and we uh, sort of ended today on healing and that uh, sister uh, and Susan and uh, uh, Brother Bill and others that, you know, were facing healing. You say, well, is it some magical formula? No, but it is for, for what it does to my mind, what it does to my emotions, what it does to my thinking, because in the midst of all of my, whenever, you know, yes, I, I, the enemy, the, the devil, whatever, wherever COVID comes from, or wherever, any kind of sickness, you can say, well, it's from bad living, whatever, but it's not just what it does to your body, but it's what it does to your emotions, and this 
being isolated and people can't see anybody and talk to anybody, it can be overwhelming. And that's where the Word of God becomes our bulwark, our strength. It has bars of iron. And, and I, even in impossible situations, we can read in the Old Testament where uh, Asa cried unto the Lord. There's a one-verse prayer in 2 Chronicles 14 and 11 where he, he just said, Lord, it's nothing with you to help, whether with many or with no power. Help us. We rest in you and in your name we go against this multitude. Let not man prevail against us. And the Bible then right then in the same verse says that so the Lord smote the Ethiopians and the Ethiopians fled. What are you saying? There are places in the Bible where we have just a one prayer. I, I Just a one sentence prayer, a one verse prayer, a two verse prayer. Where in Second Chronicles where he said, Oh Lord, art thou not God in heaven? Don't you rule over the kingdoms of heaven? And in thy hand is there not might and power? So none is able to stand against you. That, that has to do with international, national affairs. What are you saying? Are you saying that God... Uh, can sway, can change, absolutely. Well, I don't care. It is the Lord who sets kings up and lets kings go down. That's what the Word says. In fact, in Daniel, he said, Blessed be the God, name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings, sets up kings. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells in him. I'm telling you, that's how powerful God is. You say, well, I, I don't think God is pleased with the outcome of the election. I want to tell you something. God knows at the day, every day. He knows the end from the beginning. Don't you think for one moment somebody can cheat to get somebody else in that God doesn't want to have happen? God is still in control. He sets up kings. He pulls them down. And I... I, you know, I may not understand why, and I may not understand what he's doing, but you know what? He's still God. I'm not God. Strength. Second Corinthians says, by grace. Remember, Paul had asked for God to heal him, and heal him, and heal him, and he says... The answer came, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I will glory in the infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak. Several years ago, I remember brother... I call him brother. He's got the Holy Ghost, been baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, but uh, T.D. Jakes wrote a book, preached a series of sermons. Can you stand being blessed? You know, because when people are not blessed, oh, they need God. When you're sick, you need God. When you're going through it, you need God. And he preached a whole series of sermons. Can you stand being blessed? Because when you get blessed, all of a sudden, I don't need God as much. I don't pray as that much. I don't... Think about it, yes. 
What do you think this COVID thing is doing to us all? Oh, devil, you may have thought you were going to wipe us out, but it's just waking us up more times in the night. It's just getting us more into our prayer bones than we've ever had. I believe God is using all of this to get the church to proclaim the word of Almighty God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word is going to stand strong. You say, well, I don't understand it. That's what you have to have, the strength of God. Isaiah says it like this, The everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator, faints not, neither is weary. He gives power to the faint. To them that have no might, He increases strength. That's Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Even youth will faint and be weary. Young men shall fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We were singing it tonight. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I want to tell you, that's proclaiming the word. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, hallelujah. You say, well, I need strength. Grab you a song. Play it over and over. Find a verse in the scriptures. Psalms, the 29th chapter. The Lord will give strength to his people. Bless them with peace. Paul said in Philippians, I can do all things. Another place in Psalms, ascribe ye strength unto God. What does that mean? That's meaning like saying, Lord, I know you can do it. I can't do it, but you can. I'm ascribing strength to God. Because in my weakness, he is made strong. And he said, oh God, thou art terrible. That word terrible in that verse means, the, the Hebrew means yari, means fearful, dreadful, awe-inspiring. Wow, blessed be God. Fear. <coughs> that, uh, I went that one. Fear, sorry. Proverbs, the third chapter, says, They shall walk in the safety and their foot shall not stumble. When you lie down, don't be aware or worried about sudden fear nor the desolation of the wicked. Oh, hallelujah. We know the second Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. If you want to, you get afraid, grab Psalms, the 27th chapter, begin to read it and begin to quote it and put it in the first person. Make it real for yourself. When you say, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? I want you to know, though a host can camp around about me, my heart shall not fear, though they war. Why? Oh, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple in the time of trouble. He will hide me in his pavilion. Oh, then we, David begins to say that. Well, you, you see, the, the reason that you have to do this word is because it, it, you have to proclaim it. You have to be verbal with it. You have to say it out loud. Why? Because it's going to all of a sudden break something in you. 
That's why David was saying, you know, <clears throat> he was obviously afraid. And he kept saying, the Lord is my light, my salvation. He goes on. And then he says, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I don't feel like singing when I don't feel like worshiping. When I don't feel, that's when I need to grab the word. And I need to proclaim the word. And the more I proclaim it, all of a sudden the spirit in me, the word, the life will happen. And I'll say, Lord, oh, I praise you. I worship you. I thank you. What are you doing? Because something broke in the spirit world. It doesn't matter. Psalms, the 34th chapter opens up. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Jeremiah said it like this. Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, relies in the Lord whose hope is in the confidence is that the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and it shall not see and fear when heat comes but his leaf shall be green. He shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought neither shall it cease yielding fruit. What are you saying? I'm saying this is going to be I believe in the midst of all the worst trouble this ought to be the time when the church has and the people of God produce the most love and joy and peace and you say well I never knew that much love I didn't care that much for everybody that's because that it doesn't matter how dry it gets the Lord is going to help us produce the fruit of the spirit in the name that's above every name First Chronicles says it like this David said to Solomon be strong and of good courage fear not neither be dismayed for the Lord God, even my God, shall be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake you until you finish the work. And say, well, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I've got the strength. I don't know I've, I've done wrong. I, I don't know if there's forgiveness. I want to tell you something. We either believe what Jude said when he said, unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Grab that. Quote it. Psalms 103. 1 through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your, his, all, who forgives all thine, all thine iniquities and heals all thy diseases who redeems my life from destruction who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy make it personal who forgives all my iniquities who heals all my diseases who redeems my life from destruction who crowns me with loving kindness what are you doing? I'm proclaiming the word 
Philippians, be confident of this very thing, that he that had begun a good work in you shall perform it. Romans, Paul said, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for the Spirit is the law of the Spirit of life, and Christ hath made me free from the law of sin and death. One more slide, and then we're going to stand and proclaim Psalms 124 personally. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated us for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised what are you saying if Jesus is the high priest that goes into the very presence of God we have to bring him some words so that he can put them on the altar of incense and offer a sweet smelling savor. It's the profession of our faith. I don't have, I, I preach about the bridge of faith, fret not, fear not, you know, forget not, <coughs> faint not. What are you saying? In all these things, the enemy is trying to wipe out our faith. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know what? I know in whom I believe. And I know he is able. I, let's stand. I know my time. It's 6, 10. You all have been here. We've worshipped. I understand. This is the church. You know how to do this. <laughs> if you have a Bible, you want to turn to Psalms 124. If you want to look at it on the slide. But we're going to make it personal. We're going to say it together. And we're going to make a profession. This is, it's a short psalm. It's only eight verses. I, in fact, I didn't even put all of it on there. I skipped a, a verse or two. But you can profess all of it. Psalms 124. If it had, let's say it together. If it had not been the Lord who was on my side. Now may I say, if it had not been the Lord who was on my side, when men rose up against me, then they had swallowed me up quick when their wrath was kindled against me. 
Then the waters had overwhelmed me. The stream had gone over my soul. Then the proud waters had gone over my soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given me as a prey to their teeth. My soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. And it goes on about how the, how the birds get away. But the last line says, My help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. If it had not been for the Lord, I don't know what would have happened. But you know what? Guess what? The Lord who never slumbers or sleeps, He's been on the job the whole time. Oh, if it had not been for the Lord, the report could have been much worse than it is right now. But the Lord has been on our side. If it had not been for the Lord, oh, let's just thank Him.